Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. And I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I am super excited about today's guest. We're going to have a great conversation with Mr. Hassan Ali. And you know what, guys? I want to just take a minute right here and let you know, if you didn't already know, the power of networking. I'm not a social media person. It's growing on me. I'm getting better. But I got a lot of work to do. But the one thing that I can say that I've learned is that there is power in social networking. And I say that because that is absolutely how I met our next guest was utilizing the power of social networking through LinkedIn. And we've had a great several great conversations. And I'm just super excited that he said yes today to being in the studio and recording this episode. But before we let him introduce himself, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors of today's episode of Laquita's Toolbox. And our sponsors are Covenant Press. They are a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop online that allows us as believers to wear the message of the love of Jesus Christ. Go out to www.covenant-press.com. Again, that's www.covenant-press.com. Shop until you drop, ladies and gentlemen. They have some amazing savings and discounts available to you on Covenant Press. So when you get on the website, don't click off the pop-ups too fast because that's where your discount codes are. And you want to grab that code, put it in the appropriate place at the checkout to receive your discounts and savings. And again, we just want to thank them for their continued love and support of all things Laquita's Toolbox. But without further ado, Mr. Hassan, how are you today, sir? I am great, Laquita. How are you? I am doing great. I cannot complain. I cannot complain. It doesn't do me any good. Didn't do me good at all. <laughs> You're right, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I found out that when we complain, the only people that really listen are the people that are nosy. They're not going to do one thing about it. They just want to know, right? <laughs> they just want to know, right? They, they want to know because, look, the action takers that can fix it, they don't want to know the problem. They want to know what you think the solution is. And that's how we're complaining right. that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just want to talk about it. <laughs> the fixers, they don't want to know about the problem. They want to know what you think the possible solution is. So yeah, let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? When I figured that out, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just complaining is wasting my time. Let me tell you. <laughs> but look, I am so glad you said yes, sir. I am so glad. I know we've had like a couple of rescheduling things going on before we can get to today, but we are here in the studio and we are ready to get this thing going. So Thank you tell so our much. audience, um, tell them more about who you are and what you do. 
Sure. My name is Hassan Ali. Uh, I run a company called Atlas Capital Connection. It's a lead generation service on LinkedIn where I help business owners, coaches, consultants, agency owners to get in front of their target market. Now that's powerful. That is powerful because LinkedIn is the platform to be, right? Like we understand that every social media platform has a targeted group of people that they land the biggest impact and influence. And yes, Facebook has more users. So this is just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. No, it's a fact. Facebook has more users. I think Twitter has more conversations. Too <laughs> much. You got to make sure your alerts are off because it, it just goes on and on and on and on. It does. It does. And so, so everybody, every social media platform reaches a certain demographic. It works differently. But mm -hmm. LinkedIn, by and large, to me, personal opinion, to me, is the place for the serious entrepreneur, the serious professional, the serious leader in order to make the right uh, connections to be able to progress in their career. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. And one of the great things about it is that there's so many different moving parts to LinkedIn that sometimes you're like, well, you have to clearly identify what you want to do or what you mm -hmm. need to do mm -hmm. and then follow that path. That's that's an awesome thing, though. So it, it, it can definitely keep you going. So tell me, what got you started in affiliated marketing uh, here on the LinkedIn platform? Oh, man. Uh, once mm -hmm. I found out that I can do some of the things I can do online, that was my biggest push. I was already doing lead generation uh, mm -hmm. without clearly realizing I was doing lead generation. Uh, I was working as a real estate agent uh, with, with uh, residential real estate in the beginning. And I had no problem with walking up and down the street, like zoning off an area, walking up and down the street, knocking on the door, just trying to get somebody to talk to in order to sell their home. And I just started bringing in leads that way into the office. And that actually left over from residential, moving into commercial, kind of doing the same thing, you know, walking in and out of stores, in and out of office buildings, getting kicked out, just trying to find, you know, who's leasing this, you know, did your lease need to be renewed? And I was just bringing those leads back into the office. And it, it was a lot of work. But once I figured out that, Hey, I can do something like this online. And mm. I was just like, oh, yeah, that was just a huge game changer for me. I mean, I remember you sharing that with me on one of our, uh, on our first coffee chat. And I was like, wow, you went door to door, man. Made me think yeah. about the Kirby sales kit when the kids come to your door in the summer trying to sell you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great. I, you know, I had a really good, mentor when i sold uh residential real estate and he used to tell me just knock on the door he said well what's the worst thing they're going to tell you you know he was like you already don't have it so <laughs> they're going to kick you out get out of here go somewhere you know you already don't have it so you know why not so i that, definitely that, took that advice that's i mean that's an awesome way to look at it because being told no who, who likes to be told no and then being told no repeatedly who yeah. wants to hear that but He's right. You didn't have it. You can't miss what you ain't never had. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, it's time to move on. Like, I used to move with my head down, like, oh, got to go to the next one. Got to go to the next one. 
then eventually it was like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll just keep moving until I get a yes. But see, that's the thing. You were like, but you kept moving. It didn't matter. So it's not like you were a robot and it didn't have any effect on you. But deep down on the inside, you had a push that caused you to keep going. <clears throat> for some people that are listening to this podcast and they're looking for a way to do that now, they're like, they hear your story. They're like, wait, wait a minute. I don't even know how this brother did that. Like, how did you find that push to keep going? Even though people would tell you no and, and literally kick you out their office. Like, how did you find that, that energy to still keep moving forward? I, I used my research. You know, when a lot of times when I went to certain people's, when I went to certain neighborhoods and I went to the homes, I looked at like, you know, what person on this block been in this house for over 10 years or more? You know, how how is the market moving? Like, you know, they bought at this price, but now it's this price. You know, interest rates were kind of on their way down around that time. So I would just try to framework it out, you know. So even when some people did, you know, kick me away and I left a card, I did get a call back sometimes, you know, so. That, that was just the model, you know, just finding out what I needed to have something to talk to the person about mm. and just kind of just kept it moving. You know, that's, that's powerful. So what I hear you saying was <clears throat> your energy played a part of it. Your desire played a part of it, but it was your strategic planning that kept you pushing. Yep. Like you did Cause you said you did your research. Mm -hmm. like you didn't just wake up and say, okay, I'm gonna do the 800 block today, y'all. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> that—that's not how that quite worked out. If you mapped out in your mind that you was gonna do the 800s on this block, you actually did the research so that you were knocking at targeted doors that yeah. met, you know, your criteria. Yeah, and it was a little different because a lot of people were, you know, sending out mailers. And I know we've all got those at our home. Somebody, hey, I want to sell your home at X, Y, and Z. And, you know, a lot of times we'll put it up or we end up throwing it away or wait for the next one. But it was different when mm. you knocked on the door, you know, you were able to talk to that person. So even if they kicked you away, it was still like, here's my information. And you might have mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's good. That's good. Now, how did you take those experiences you learned and translate it into what you're able to help your clients do via LinkedIn? Okay. So what I do a lot of times, we'll, we'll talk to each other and I just try to figure out like, who are you looking for? Why are you looking for that person? Because that's very important. Sometimes some people just try to connect to people just to connect. Uh, at the end of the day, it's nice, but you don't really go with too far. But if you know exactly why you're reaching out to that person, a lot of times, even if that person ignored you or they accepted your connection and just never replied anything back to you, they know, you know, I may need this person, you know, a year from now or six months from now, whatever, because everybody has different situations. You know, everybody's business plans are different. They may not be ready for you at this moment. But just the simple fact that they may see you post something here and there or they know that you reached out, you can kind of stay in the back of their mind. That's good. That's good. So there's a strategy to this because you being a lead generation specialist on LinkedIn via the sales navigator. Talk to us a little about a little bit about the different. Oh, I don't want to say packages because like I'm a LinkedIn premium. I know I, I've got some friends that's got seven, eight, nine, ten thousand connections and they're 
you know, nutrient free. What's the difference in those packages? And if I'm someone that's trying to take LinkedIn very seriously as a lead generation tool, where do I need to be? You need to be where your market is or what you think is your best strategy to get to more. So the sales navigator portion, uh, to me, it's nothing more than like a huge spreadsheet. You know, when you first start up your account and LinkedIn asks you all these questions, how long your company's been around, what's your name, your birth date, how many, how many years you, you've been in service, blah, 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 blah. All that information goes into a huge spreadsheet and it's stored. So when someone like me wants to find that information for you, I take what you told me and who you're looking for, and then I go plug it in into the system, into the sales navigator system, and I try to find those best people. A lot of times what can happen is that people, they create accounts and they do nothing with it and it just kind of falls off. So you have to kind of do some other things to figure out, hey, is this person still active? Are, are they using this account at all? Because there's no point of pushing you somewhere to your target market and they probably won't even connect with you. Mm, that's good. So in order to be effective using LinkedIn as a, uh, a lead generation tool, as the LinkedIn account owner, I need to be I need to make sure that my profile is set up properly. Absolutely. Because the better your profile is set up, the better someone else that may need your service can find you. So that's good. So like it's more than now, I guess I, sh I probably should have backed this thing up and actually give me a couple of quick definitions for people who <laughs> might not understand what okay. we're talking about. So yeah, let me. I did this all wrong today. So let me back that up. So, cause I love LinkedIn. So I can't wait to hear some of your answers. You got me excited. But <laughs> <laughs> so LinkedIn, you know, everyone knows what LinkedIn is, but in terms of the sales navigator or affiliate marketing, let's start with sales navigator. What does that actually mean? Like to the new LinkedIn user or to the person who says, well, I thought LinkedIn was just for people who were, you know, wanted to be headhunted. Like, how does that work for us as entrepreneurs? Okay, so you ever, um, you ever on your LinkedIn, and then on the right hand side, you'll see uh, people you may know, or people also view this types of person. The algorithm in the background keeps track of who you're searching for and why you're searching. So that's why they make those suggestions. Mm -hmm. So the way you fill out your profile and the things you put in your profile is going to pull those people up on that side. So you're able mm -hmm. to see them. So you can type up accounting, but let's say you're looking for a forensic accounting, but you never said forensic accounting, but you just said accounting. And as you're looking for different accountants, and then you'll see that on the other side that says say forensic accounting, you say, oh, I wanted to, I wanted someone like that. And then you click on there and then it, it keeps tabs of who you're clicking on, what posts you're liking, uh, what messages and comments. It keeps track of all of it. And then it tries to uh, give you suggestions mm. based on that. But if your profile isn't set up the right way or set up, set up in a manner that will attract your target audience, I guess that would be the best way to put it. To set it up in a way that attracts your target audience to you then those things will start to start to happen on the back end. 
So you make an excellent point. You make an excellent, excellent point there. Setting up your profile to where your target audience can see you. So it needs to speak to your target audience. Mm-hmm. So my question now is, have you ever had you know a potential client or current client that says, hey, I want your services. How much it costs? Oh, cool. Give you the money. But then you have that conversation. They have no idea who their target audience is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and that's that's the hardest part. That's really the hardest part. So we spend more time on that upfront work of making sure that your uh, service or your product is right for that other person or making sure everything is set up the right way to get to that person or the messaging that you may say to that person that they can resonate with it. Because if all that's not there, I can do the best search in the world. I can put you in front of the best people possible. But if all those things are not aligned, you'll you'll have a, a harder time getting that done. So the again, the, the onus of the responsibility is on me as the account owner. I need to make sure my ducks are in a row, meaning I need to start by properly creating my LinkedIn profile. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're saying, well, I don't even know nothing about that. Go back to it's It's never too late to go in and make the necessary changes. Absolutely. You can make them all the time. I I always go back and make a change here or, you know, with certain clients we have, I'll look and go, oh, you know, that's off. I want to make that change. I'll reach out and say, hey, I think we should make this change for these reasons, you know, and it's still ultimately up to them if they decide like, yeah, I want to make that change or no, I'm uncomfortable with that. And either way, we'll, we'll, you know, we just try to figure it out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're getting, we're making sure that the profile is set up correctly so that the profile speaks to our target audience. And after we've done those things, we've set the profile up correctly. We're speaking to our target audience then that's a good time to reach out to an individual such as yourself to say, okay, help me take my LinkedIn to the next level so that I can, as you say, get in front of the people that I desire most to get in front of, that that my message is speaking to them or whether it's a B2B relationship or whether it's a business to you know client or end user relationship. Then from that point, um, how do you best serve the customer, your client at that point? Sure. So we'll, we'll take the target market and we'll go in through the sales navigator platform and we'll find those people. Uh, let's say that you say, hey, I want to talk to CEOs and COOs and VPs. And as we put that list together and we reach out to those individuals and let's say that you're getting more appointments with the COOs than you thought you were getting with the CEOs. So we we can actually see that data and go, hey, let's make some adjustments and make it more COO heavy than CEO heavy because you're not getting as many appointments. Let's not exclude them, but let's just tip the scale a little bit more in your favor. Okay, so this is interesting. Like, I did not know that LinkedIn could get that specific or it can get that targeted. Yeah. I mean, it can even get as as further down as you're saying like, hey, I'm I'm in Texas, I'm in Austin, and I only want people uh, let's say within a 50 mile radius of Austin. 
so you can so it's because I've never been in that back side of LinkedIn, and it, it sounds like some of the tools that I've seen uh, when working in the business suite section of Facebook. So, mm -hmm. but these tools are also the tools that are on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. or, yep, or similar in nature. Yep, these filters are there. Even if you say, hey, my sweet spot is uh, only talking to people within one to two years in business or a year less in business. You know, I'm a coach. I only like beginners less than a year. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, less people less than a year in this location or nationwide. Or I have done stuff where uh, one of the clients spoke uh, Spanish fluently and we actually did a campaign in in Spain, he was here in the United States. So yeah, so Sales Navigator is very, very robust. There's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot, a lot of things you can do. So the the big question is, are these things that we we're, we're able to do organically, or are these paid um, advertising on the plat on the? Uh, both. And the reason why I say both because you can go into your link your basic LinkedIn account. Mm -hmm. And in the search, you can type in CEO and then you'll get a whole bunch of things going on there. But you're limited to so many filters uh -huh. versus the sales navigator. It's wide open. So you can basically use any filter that you wanted to or any combinations of filters of things in order okay. to find the person. So that's one of the key differences in knowing which type of LinkedIn um, you need to be subscribed to, the free, the premium, or the sales mm -hmm. navigator. Yep. Because those three determine the type of search results that you get. Yep. yep. It from will an organic standpoint. Yep, from an organic standpoint. But you can build the searches, but the sales navigator portion gives you much more to work with. It gives you more room to work. More room to work. Wow. More room to work. I I know I'm like asking you 50 questions, and I promise yeah, you I'm not right, trying to right. get you to expose the framework, but you got, <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> you got questions because, you know, you, we hear a lot. We do. We hear a lot about the importance of setting up our profiles on any platform. If you're going to be using your platform for business, that's the number one thing. You know, you got to have it set up the right way and know who your target audience is and making sure all of your posts are speaking specifically to that target audience. Mm -hmm. But what we don't hear a lot about is the back end work on these platforms. Like every one of them have back end work. It's not all about making sure that I'm posting two to three times a day, you know, or, you know, making sure that your content calendar is fitting whatever that social platform thinks is no bills, no like and trust. But there's a back end to this thing that a lot of our biggest influencer or people who are getting the most ROI, they ain't talking about that part. Nah, they're, they're not. But you know, because it's, it, it's funny to me, like when you look at uh, LinkedIn and you hear some people say, hey, somebody just sent me a message and I ignored them or I didn't want to be bothered with it or it's a pain in the butt to me that they sent the message. And I always say to myself, like, well, you're on the platform to network. You're on the platform to find new businesses to do deals with so if they reached out to you and you didn't like it just move on because if that same person reached out to you and said hey i have this money i'm ready to go do this deal right now and they'll go oh, okay, no problem. 
<laughs> but if someone reaches out and go, hey, I have X, Y, and Z, you're like, I have no need for that service. So now it's it's a pain in the butt. But even with that, even with that being said, that really goes back into making sure that whatever your offer is, mm-hmm. that it's very specific to that client. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's nice and it's targeted. Because they'll still connect with you. You mm-hmm. know, and like I'm just going back to what I was saying that even if they don't do anything right away, you're always in the back of the mind, you know, and that's where the posting a few times a week and stuff like that becomes important because when you connect with someone, you always get that notification that says, hey, your new connection just posted. Mm-hmm. So now that person is staying top of mind because now you're seeing their posting. But if you would have never connected to them, they would have never seen it. They would have never seen it. Very true. Very, very true. Very, very true. I got So, I can't ask you that because that might tell the secret. So, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, but but you're real, though. I mean, we don't see it. I don't care whether it's Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. There's some common things that we see that we're told we're supposed to do. Even if you opt in to somebody's freebie or you pay for their low cost offer or their mid-level offer about how to get the most out of the platform. Mm -hmm. I have yet to opt into anybody's offer like that to where they spoke to us about, yeah, they might speak to you about running ads, but there's a lot of stuff you have to do before your ad can be affected. And that's what you're talking about. Like what what things, yeah. The upfront stuff, because it's, it, it's so important, you know, like I can't really stress it enough. Like, and, and there's been times where I have told certain clients, I, I can't do it as much as I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it because I don't want it to, I guess, salty our relationship because mm-hmm. you may expect one thing and I'm going to try to give you the one thing, but the other stuff isn't put together properly. So now we have a problem that I can't control. Right. Right. That's good. That's good. That's integrity. And, you know, that person should, it should have took you like 10 levels up and more favor in their site because it doesn't matter that my my money ready if my framework, my business plan that I'm trying to execute through LinkedIn, if LinkedIn isn't set up the right way, I can give you 10 times what you ask for you still can't give me the results that i need because i haven't set the groundwork properly for you to be able to be effective in what you're doing absolutely absolutely and that's that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing i I see that over and over and over again so what are some things that you suggest are some places that you suggest um that the the average even the above average linkedin user uh, spend a lot of time learning and do, you know, learning so that they can make sure that their profile is is ready, that like it's game ready so well, that it can begin to produce the leads or they can work with an individual such as yourself in order to mm-hmm. get the leads that they want to cause their business growth. Yeah, absolutely. Like our team, we have people on our staff that, that write those uh profiles and have everything in place. I don't write profiles. I have someone that helped me do that. I don't personally do it. It's, it's not my lane. So I, I don't even bother. I don't even bother trying. I just put them in 
in in sync with the person I work with in mm-hmm. order to get that done. Um, I'm really fine tuned on just staying in my lane. I'm, I'm decent at doing searches, so <laughs> I stick to the searches. You know, <laughs> so everything <laughs> else pops up. You know, I go, hey, I got somebody for that. Mm-hmm. I always have somebody for that. I can always point somebody in the right direction. That is right. no problem at all. But I rather just kind of just stick to my lane. Okay, this is what you need. This is the target. Let me go out and let me do that search in order for you to reach out to those people. That's cool. That's that's what's up. So I think I think this might be my last question. I, and I put I think because depending on what you say, I'm gonna have another question. <laughs> No, all good, all good, all good. So we're working on getting our profile done correctly. Uh, those individuals that reach out to you, you have a team of people that can help them make sure that they are um, that their profile is set up in a way that will give them the maximum results, or enable them to receive the maximum results that they're looking for. Yep, and even with with, with that, when I can put you, you can have the right profile, mm-hmm. you can have the right target marketing, mm-hmm. but how you deliver your own presentations is how you deliver your own presentation. And one of the biggest things is some people look at us like, well, we were supposed to close X amount of deals. And it's just like, well, I'm not responsible for closing your deals. I don't mm-hmm. know your business like how you know your business. You know, you can talk to that person in that way in order to get them to understand why they need your services. So that that's another part that's, you know, I would suggest if, you know, if you're going out and you're talking to people and you feel like you have a hard time with closing deals or having a hard time communicating, you may have to reach out to somebody else and get training and, you know, stuff like that. So. I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff to go yeah, It's a lot of stuff. That's real because people don't like to say that, you know, I hate salespeople. You know, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to be salesy. Well, what do you think going to happen here in this relationship? Like, <laughs> yeah, it it's a part of it. And that sales training is necessary. So basically, mm-hmm. you can have all of the stuff laid out for them. The profile could be great. You could be bringing in you know, 10, 15, 20 leads a week to them or more. Like, I don't know what your mm-hmm. normal success rate is, but I tell you what, 10 to 20 good leads a week, that's a good start. But, you know, that's a nice place to start, you know, yeah. 100 leads a week. You know, when some of these places talk about, oh, I can get you 500 leads a week. Can you, though? Yeah. Even they, if you I like, uh, where they come from? I don't know. <laughs> Even if you did, you have to, that's another layer. You know, yeah. so even if, like you say, you go, okay, with my schedule and the things I do, I know that I can probably take probably four to five appointments a week. Mm-hmm. You're by yourself. You don't have a sales team. So it's just like, that's manageable. Yeah. Before you start digging in, you know, people, I can get you this many leads and that many appointments. Can you even handle it? Come on, sir. That's real good. Can you that's even real handle good. it? And that's a great question. That's a great question because I think a lot of people don't realize when we look at business failure, we we oftentimes associate that with not enough revenue coming in. Like we don't have enough clients. But I'm here to tell you because I experienced it in our real estate 
business. Um, our first year in business, we didn't do nothing because we was afeard. I ain't just afraid. I mean, afeard. Like, knees <laughs> was knocking together like typewriter keys, brother. We were like, because we were, you know, uh, paranoid and petrified about making a mistake. Year two, we finally got up off our do something and did something. And it was phenomenal. Wow. We grew too fast. And that was just as bad as wow. the no growth at all. Yeah. You know, so I love what you said right there that you got to know what you can handle and what you can't handle. I was talking this week. Um, I was talking this, no, last week. I was talking last week with someone about podcast growth because, you know, your girl always looking for ways to grow my podcast. Mm-hmm. And the guy who I was talking with, he asked me a question. He said, you know, what type of, what are you looking for more of, Laquita? Do you, as a coach, are you looking more for um, individual coaching clients or are you looking for more? group coaching clients and even though my individual coaching is my high ticket offer i am realistic about my time if 50 folks came to me for my biggest coaching package i would have a smile on my face because that would be amazing but realistically i can only handle maybe five of them because i am a solopreneur If I had a staff of coaches, that would be different, what you said. But the one me that's got to coach them individually each week, that's got to be able to respond to them um, according to our contracted, you know, parameters. I still have group group coaching and I still have podcasts that I'm doing. Oh, yeah, and I still, I'm a mom of five, a wife of one, husband, and grandmother of five. Like, I got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets busy, you know, it like there's like times where our eyes get big, like, oh, we can do this, we can do this and this and this. And then once you get in that mood, it's just like, wait, hold up. Now I have to. I got to deliver. Yeah, I got to deliver, <laughs> but now I got to take steps back in order to organize some things to be able to handle it. To be able to handle it. Yeah. And that yeah. that's an excellent point you made. You, you could be doing your job and getting the leads coming in. My ability to close them is on me. But do I want you to give me that many leads a week? Like how many leads a week can I realistically handle with my schedule? And that's everybody. How many leads realistically can you um, nurture to the point where you close the deal every week? And and even with that, a lot of times you don't, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure it has its times where it happens where you get right on a call with somebody and you close a deal. But a lot of times it takes several conversations. You know, you might talk to somebody two to three times before you even close that deal. And that's on top of the new calls that you have. That you have to make. Yeah. You know, what type of CRM do you have in place that can help you track that? Like, so if a scientist and his team are bringing you 50 great leads per week and from week one and you've had to nurture them do you have a system in place that can handle reminding you when you need to reach out to the people who felt like you know do we understand how to place our leads after we've spoken to them is that a firm get out my face is that a oh 
don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I like what you're saying. Three months from now, I'm going to be ready. Hit me up in three months. Like, do you have things in place to do the follow-up and to continue to nurture them as he's bringing these leads to you? Yeah. So, I mean, you're giving out some great information that is going to blessing the people today. If it didn't bless them, it blessed me. Thank you. It's just like it, it gets difficult trying to put it all together, you know, and that's not even saying the new problems because there's always a new problem. There's always a new issue. You know, <laughs> like, you didn't even see that one coming. It's just like, damn, like, whoa, how am I handle this? But wait, right. I like, that's a like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this? But right. you're right, like, and you have these because you know, as, as my grandmother said, your your eyes big in your belly. You you got them fifty people that said yes with the money, and you like yes because my account needs this. Can you manage all of that? Can you manage all of it? Can you manage all of that? That's difficult. Like the management side, you know, it's like you're trying to close deals, you're trying to prospect, and you're trying to manage. That's not counting other things that you have to do within there. So it's, it, it become a lot, you know, just slow and steady, you know, do a little something here, do a little something there and just make it work, you know. Make it work, right. I mean, I mean, you brought out some amazing points because this social media streets make everything look so sexy and people are just like, Laquita, sexy must be your favorite word. It's not. <laughs> But no matter where you come from, you understand what that means. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make it look good to you. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And everything that looks good to you is not real. You know, yeah. if it, well, my well, my kids even say it now. Like a lot of these social, like you know, people will catfish you. Like you're looking at their profile pic, and it is not what it looks like in person think about that when you're looking at the different advertisements and marketing strategies are you being catfish like <laughs> will this product do what it says it's going to do and if so at what cost to you are mm -hmm. they going to teach you how to manage the load that they're about to bring your way are they going to have that type of conversation with you to, to to train you and teach you about how to nurture, why we should nurture, what tools you need to have in place to get that done. And everything that I've heard from Hassan today is that's something that he, if he doesn't do it, because it's not his lane, because my brother stay in his lane. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. I stay in my lane too, Hassan. <laughs> he stay in his lane. He can do the research to get you connected to the lead. You got to close the lead. But he also has a network of people that he works with that can help you make sure that all of the other moving parts that need to be in place that we're not even thinking of are absolutely in place. Yeah. So that that's a powerful thing, bro. That is a powerful thing. But listen, we've been talking and talking and talking, and I haven't even given you a chance to talk about, you know, the offerings that your company has, how people can connect with you, um, and you know, where can people find you? Oh, sure. obviously on LinkedIn, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Obviously on LinkedIn, yeah. 
Yep, Hassan Ali, you know, Atlas Capital Connection, right on LinkedIn. Awesome. And you can find the website is atlascapitalconnection.com. I have some resources and stuff there. But even before, like I'm like personally, I'm always working on the website. I'm always moving stuff around. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like if you're doing things and you like the website needs to get worked on or whatever, tell them to Google your name or your company mm-hmm. and then put LinkedIn behind it. You'll mm-hmm. pull up right on the first page, probably like three links down, three or four links down. Yeah, it yeah. does. And yeah, so I, I would just say this, if you're an avid LinkedIn user, like if you Google my name, I want to say my LinkedIn profile is somewhere in the top five. It is in the top five search results. Mm-hmm. When you Google my name, my website, my um, podcast, and depending on you know what platform you're searching from, somewhere in that top five is going to be my LinkedIn uh, profile. And yeah. I was like, whoa, that's you can, your, you can turn your LinkedIn into a web page. You See, know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, if, if you have a, um, if you do a company account, you can tell people when they Google you, just put the name of the company and LinkedIn behind it. You can put your articles, your features, whatever you want to put about your company. You can put it right there inside of LinkedIn and just inside tell people to look you up on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Wow. I, yeah. I would have never thought of that. Like, I'm looking at your resources section. You got a whole lot of stuff in here. Oh, uh, yeah, me and my partner, Mike. Yes, me and Mikey. Mikey, uh, we, we just threw a bunch of stuff in there. We're always... Pulling stuff out, putting new stuff in, pulling more stuff out, putting new stuff in. Some of it's old, some of it's new. But it, I mean, you like LinkedIn events that you guys have done or doing. You've got an info guide for the sales navigator, uh, an info guide for LinkedIn campaigns, a content playbook. That right there is golden because who knows what to post when? Like that could be a mystery to all of us. Or the industry section. I I really like the industry section on there because there's so much. Like a lot of times we'll look for certain people, but we're like, we don't know if the industry there. We know the industry there, but what's the exact name of the industry? Mm, Yeah. So you're able to find it that way as well. This is awesome. I mean, you've got courses that people can tap into, uh, campaign tips, um, uh, team assessments, LinkedIn profile guides, and that. The industry isn't is so vitally important. Like if you're not locked into making sure your profile is in, set up in the right industry, that's one of those things like what we were saying in the beginning of the conversation. It can completely impact um, your score. I forget where you go to find that. That's what is that score yeah. called? Yeah, oh, the LinkedIn score. I don't, yeah. I, I, really, I don't even use it. I don't really. Know. No, I don't. I'm not saying that it's it's not great and it doesn't work well, but it changes so much. It does because I'm forever trying to make it be where it needs to be, and then I'm like, ah. Yeah, then they make they make some type of update, or they 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 add a new feature, or they take something away, and it affects your score, and then it's just like, well, I personally just I don't even bother with it because they move too much with it. You know, if, if it was something that was just standard all the time and it didn't move, then yeah. I would be like, okay, let, let me work on the health score. Let me move some things around. But every time you turn around, it's like, hey, we got a new update. 
like, well, I was working on this last piece, and now y'all don't have that on there anymore. So it affected my score. <laughs> I just try to keep things as simple as I possibly can, you know. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Listen, Hassan, it has been such a pleasure having you on. And I hope that, you know, what, we need to go live on LinkedIn and talk about this, see how many people we can shine in. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. We could do that. That's yeah. another LinkedIn thing. We can go yeah. in behind your first degree connections, put in whoever the, the title is that you that target market. Yeah. And run a campaign to those people and say, hey, we're going live at this time to do this. Oh, see, now that's what's up. We're going we definitely are gonna make that magic happen. We're definitely going to make that magic happen because I am I'm I'm passionate about LinkedIn you know, and learning more and being more effective on LinkedIn. I'm not saying that I don't mess around with the other social media profiles because I do. Um, I do, but LinkedIn is where the conversion happens. I like one last question before we go. I told you it probably was going to be that was like, like three questions ago. Now I'm like a country preacher with five closes. I'm going to do better though. Like... <laughs> <laughs> followers and impressions let's talk about that for a minute what is your learning how to properly use linkedin and using a professional such as yourself for lead generation where should a, an account holder's head be at as it relates to the likes, the follows, and the impressions on the LinkedIn um, platform. Okay. That boils down to uh, your target market and your messaging. Mm. The, the better whatever you say resonates with that target market and you're hitting those pain points that they feel, they're going to mm -hmm. resonate with it more. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's... Like I said, I always try to keep things as simple as I possibly can. And I'm right to the point, that, though. real. Yeah, it, as long as when, when you're building your uh, network, mm -hmm. if you have those people that you market to, and that's the majority of your followers or the majority of, the, of your connections, mm -hmm. whatever you post, as long as you're hitting certain pain points or and you're seeing different sides of you, like it's not always like, I'm trying to sell you something. I'm trying to sell you something. But here's something funny, you know, or, you know, here, my kids just graduated from here, you know, just to try to switch it up. Because sometimes, man, with, with, with LinkedIn, everybody's trying to be their professional best that the posting just looks boring sometimes. Yeah. It does. I had a friend ask me, you know, a while back. Now, her Facebook is popular. And she's like, McQueen, you do more stuff on LinkedIn. Why am I not getting the same responses on LinkedIn that I get on Facebook? It's two different crowds of people. I don't want to say LinkedIn is stingy with their likes, but you the same post that you might get viral with on Facebook, you might get 10 likes on LinkedIn. Yeah. But because it's a totally different platform. Yeah. It's almost like you put your name on it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like this is what this person said. I like this. So not only are you putting your name on it, but it's also your business. So they're going to mm. 
follow that back. You know, so yeah. people are a little bit more reluctant to do those things. Which, I mean, I I understand. For sure. But For yeah, sure. it's 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 two total different two total different worlds. Two totally different worlds. Absolutely. Yeah, so- Sometimes when I click on LinkedIn, I look for something like, can someone do something on here or say something on here that's going to make me laugh? Not too often. Every now and then. Every now and then you may get something. Hope says something funny consistently, but he puts a lot of information out. So you'd have to like go through his feed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get past all of the amazing information to get to the funny. Yeah. I, mean, I find it funny. <laughs> I don't find it funny. <laughs> oh man, because Troy Troy's funny is he makes you look at the stupidity in your irrational decision that you made because somebody <laughs> like <laughs> during this election season, like I take my politics seriously. They're personal, they're personal to me. Mm-hmm. But the way some people get, you know, engrossed in their politics, yeah, because we've allowed things to pull out puppet strings, and you made these decisions. Then Troy, uh, do a post like I'm gonna just sit there right there and and then it challenges yo know, everything that you thought you knew, and he put the reality of what really happened right there. Like it's hilarious to me. Like I said, other people might not find it funny, but I'm like, let me go see who Troy that made. Yeah, especially if you liked it a couple of times, it should pop up, you know, on your phone. Hey, you know, Troy just posted, or so and so just posted for you. It, it does, and I like his stuff, so the algorithm can keep. It's like you said, in general, what he posts is dry unless you like it. He's in the financial sector. So who wants to read that all day, every day, other than other people who are interested in finance? Yeah, they they got to be very interested in it. You got to be interested in that. Yeah, like if if my wife, usually if she's out shopping and I'm sitting in the car and I'm in LinkedIn all the time. I'm not going out my way and be like, oh, I wonder who posted on LinkedIn. What's on the feed? <laughs> not going to keep me amused, you know? No, no. <laughs> oh, you are so on it. You are so on point, sir. Again, thank you so much. We're going to do, we're going to set this up. So, guys, it's going to be a part two and it's going to be live on LinkedIn. So, you oh. don't want to miss that. When, you don't want to miss anything that Hassan is doing. So in the show notes, you are going to find, click on these show notes, do the little drop down and find his website, find his LinkedIn profile, make sure you connect with him and make sure you set your notifications on his profile and mine so that you don't miss when we go live because we're going live. We're going live real soon and we're going to dig into a little bit more about the power of LinkedIn, the parts yeah. that people don't tell you about. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we can yeah. like go behind the scenes and like do something in the back end or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, I'm excited. See, y'all, y'all should be able to see my smile right now. Don't worry, you're gonna see it when we go live. I'm, <laughs> I'm like grinning from ear to ear right now. <laughs> For real, I am. I am. Listen, Hassan, thank you again. We appreciate you. Those returning listeners to Laquita's Toolbox, thank you so much uh, for your continued love and support. You can continue to support this podcast 
by looking in the show notes or in the profile on the section for Laquita's Toolbox on your favorite podcast listening platform and find my Buy Me a Coffee link for as little as $5 a month. You can support Laquita's Toolbox um, and those that are supporting on that $5 a month level to keep Laquita's Toolbox active and going. What I'm going to do for you is give you a shout out. I want to shout you out and let everybody in the world know that you are a supporter of the Laquita's Toolbox podcast. Also, if you have a question that you have, whether it's for a past guest or a present guest, we're going to uh, talk about your question on one of my live broadcasts. We're going to address your question on one of our live broadcasts, whether it's about a previous um, guest or a current guest. So those of you that are continuing to support through likes and shares and subscribes, we appreciate you. Those that are supporting uh, financially through my Buy Me A Coffee link, I appreciate you. And I want to everybody to know how much I appreciate you. So I will be giving those shout outs. And today I'm shouting out Miss Stephanie McGann's uh, from Cibolo, Texas. She is one of our most um, long-standing follower. She's been a follower and supporter of Laquita's Toolbox for over two years. Thank you so much for your support, Miss Stephanie. We appreciate you so much. For those of you that are just joining, hit those like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment for us and uh, um, on your Apple Podcasts as well as on Podchaser. Leave a comment about the podcast. Let us know what you think. Let me know if you like what I'm doing. Let me know if you don't like what I'm doing, especially if you don't like it. I want to hear from you because I want to know what I can do to make the podcast better. So until next time, I'm your host, Lupita Monk. You guys be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day. Take care.